Welcome, everybody. This is the U.S. Grace Force Podcast. I'm Doug Barry, along with my very good friend, the world-famous Father Richard Heilman. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> and we've got with us tonight, Dr. Dan Snyder. Yeah. Once again, yeah, you can hear the crowd. They love it. The crowd loves yeah, this yeah. man. Pump, pump in that uh, fake, fake clapping sound That's, there. <laughs> it's going right now. It's going oh, right good, now. Good, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, before we get started, everything's got to begin with prayer. And Father, we always turn that All over right. to you. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Hosts, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Awesome. Thank you very much, Father. And thank you to those of you out there who continue to support and encourage us in the U.S. Grace Force, the podcast work that we're doing here. We thank you so much for that. It is a tremendous, tremendous help to us. Thank you for your, your prayers, for your, your emails, your messages. And those who like, they like to swing by Father's Parish as a place of destination to, to meet the world famous Father Richard Heilman. They like to meet him. And it's just exciting and it means a lot to us. We're very humbled and honored to be able to do this work. Thank you to those of you who support us through the Patreon program. Click the link in the description below if you would like to and feel in any way inspired to help us financially. You can do it through the Patreon program. That means an awful lot to us. So we thank you for that. And we also want to announce that starting next week, Father's going to be talking more about this tonight. The 90 Days to Freedom prayer campaign is about to kick off. We are going to be sending out, including a daily rosary that we've recorded here on my side between me and some family. We put this together, so you'll be able to join us in praying the daily rosary, uh, a different version that we just launched. You can go check out the first one. It's on the Doug Berry YouTube channel right now. But starting next week, they will be sent out and give everybody the opportunity to pray with us the daily rosary, which is, of course, one of the most powerful weapons we have when it comes to the spiritual battle. And I know, Father, we're going to get into that. Of course, we never have Dr. Dan Schneider on without getting into spiritual warfare. That's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah and I'm, uh, we're so excited to have you on. Thank you, Dr. Dan, for, for being with us today. Um, for many reasons, we want you on, but... Uh, Here's a guy who was a former uh, fighter pilot. Uh, is that Helicopter. right, Dan? Helicopter, Helicopter pilot. Gunship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, then got his PhD. Now he's Dr. Dan Schneider. And uh, and he's been working very closely, among m many other things that he does, but working very closely with uh, Father Ripperger and others uh, with the uh, what's called Liber Cristo and other initiatives. But Liber Cristo, which means for freedom through Christ, yeah, the free, uh, free man in Christ, the freedom in Christ. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And uh, and just you you guys have helped thousands and thousands of people just be free from uh, different levels of oppression. You know, for, is that is that am I stating that pretty close? Right. We do. We have a protocol that that uh, Father Ripperger developed uh, with his longtime assistant uh, Kyle Clement, and um, and so that protocol is a four phase protocol, and it's being adopted. Um, we've got we've got with great success great success we've got teams all over the country we've got i just had a zoom call with our team and we have a team in germany that's being formed um so it's so, like 80 to 90 percent isn't it the success rate yeah it, it's got yeah very much a deep yeah. success rate for those who persist um right. most people that come to the church for help they they really they they want to feel better they're looking for the emotional response 
They get addicted sometimes to being prayed over. Um, but a lot of people just don't want to do the work. And the reality right. is, you know, um, you know, people get themselves into a spiritual mess and it's going to take time to work their way out of it. You can't live your total life as, as a pagan, make a conversion and think, oh, wow, I guess, I guess now that I love God and I'm, and I'm, I've come back to the church, my life is going to get easier. Right. There's, there's going to take, there's a time of purification that takes place. Yes. So, and so part of that is, is reorienting to the life to God. So there's a four phase protocol. The first phase as you know, it's it's similar to your to to um, your recent book that you came out with with just a prayer, which we're going to get into in a second here. Yeah, yeah. The second phase is uh, a catechetical phase um, that helps to ferret out elements and where the where you may have let the enemy into into your life, right. where you've gotten into your interiority, into the yep. wire, as we'd say in the military, inside yep. your defensive perimeter um, to discern where you're at. Um, and so th- this is a book that I've just uh, just finished, and it's going to be published this summer with Tan Books, um, the Libra Cristo Method. So this is our phase two. That's the name of it. Is that the running title right now? The Libra yeah, Cristo the Le- Libra Cristo Method. Uh, Man, that thing is going to be monumental yeah. this summer, huh? Yeah, this summer in June. I, I hope yeah. so. I, you know, again, um, it's it's about souls and not sales. We want to reach as many souls for the kingdom as we can. All right. of us are consecrated to the Blessed Mother. All of us work under her mantle. All of us realize that this is. This is the dirty jobs uh, of the Catholic Church. And so, you know, we get cases anywhere from, you know, it's, it's psychological to, to, you know, full-blown possession, people crawling right. up the walls, you know, so, and everything in between. And so what, basically what you think of it as, we are, we, when, when, a, when a priest like you, Father, has exhausted the pastoral response, we come in and, and provide some services to help clean up this this sheep of That's yours awesome. and then put them right back into your pasture. Yeah. So, so, there, so we work with the local parish priest as well, not only the exorcist. Uh, we work with the local parish priest so they have a whole place to go. Aftercare is a huge thing in this ministry. Yeah. What do you do with people after they find liberation? They're just floating around. They can become attached and they can attach and follow the exorcist. This way, yeah. the aftercare naturally goes back to where they belong. That is the body of Christ in their local yeah. parish. And, th- and that yeah, goes yeah. to so, the title of, of our show tonight is uh reclaiming surrendered ground from our oppressors you know and that's all we're doing we're taking we're right. taking souls that have been that have, souls that belong that have the indelible mark of jesus christ through right. baptism and we're saying no this this sheep belongs yes. to the flock of christ so you back off yeah and so we, th- this is what this is what people that work in this ministry do what we do with Libra cristo we're if you want help we'll give you the help but we yeah. only work with your local priest. We're not we're not out there gunslinging. This yep. is a very disciplined, traditional monastic model, and it takes yeah. like, like you say, Father. We're getting ready to start on Lent, and and this is a, this is a this is a, a penance and sacrifice yes. and redemptive suffering is a key element. So is prayer, and ultimately, yeah. so is the sacrament of confession. But it's you know, like what I, I what what I've been saying, and and I totally agree with you. I, I but I frame it this way: it's serious prayer. And that's what I call it. It's serious prayer. You know, you know uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like I meet with these cases, and and after a while, I tell them, look, are you, now once you've got your basics down, you want to go down to the range with me, because right <laughs> now most people's prayer, they're like the you know the terrorist that takes the AK forty seven and empties a magazine around the yeah. wall, not hitting a single target. Right. As a serious prayer, Father, you're engaging the whole person, yes. the yeah. desire, the will, the intellect, the yeah. heart totally slewed to the will of God and surrendered to him. And this, this is the sniper. This yeah. is the accurate, the, the accurate marksman in the battlefield. Yeah, you so unload the whole magazine yep. and nothing. 
So I wanted to, I wanted to right at the top of the, the show here, I wanted to uh, tell people that a week from uh, 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 this past Monday, we're, we're actually recording Monday, so it'll be a week from today, but uh, a week, the Monday after um, uh, Ash Wednesday, February 27th, we're asking people to join forces with us and to really take take ourselves into serious prayer. I want to share something that I uh, that I shared. It was just this morning. It came to me and I put it on uh, uh, Facebook, and it resonated with a lot of people. Let's see, I got this 643 likes, 92 uh, comments so far. But uh, let me just share this with you. So um, this morning's gospel, again, we're recording on Monday, was the one about. Uh, that uh, the, the de de demoniac that that was in the man's son, and uh, and one of the one of the, the lines in there is, uh, um, you know, if you can, he says to Jesus, and Jesus comes back with, if you can, what do you mean if I can? Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and then you know, it's it's about your belief, he says, and and the man, the the dad, the the father of the son, he goes, I do believe. Help me with my unbelief. Do you know how many times I pray that? I pray that so much. I do believe. And if I'm not all the way there, help me with my unbelief. But it, it has to do with the level of our be, uh, belief or the intensity of our prayer as well. And then the, the disciples afterwards asked, why couldn't we release it? Because they had been releasing uh, demons from people. Why couldn't we do it? And and this is the this is the one where it's debatable these days. Where Jesus comes and said, "This one requires prayer," and they left out and fasting, which all the ancient texts are you know going back and there's debates and all this. But um, but here's what I wrote. I just want to share this. I titled it "Prayer and Fasting." I put little asterisks around the the and. Uh, here's what I wrote. Yes, I'm in the school of thought that believes and fasting should have been left in the Bible. You can see today's gospel, that would have been Monday's gospel, as it has been for many, many centuries. God wants serious prayer, full stop. As many of you know, I'm among those who are on the devil's radar. I'm not placing myself on the pity pot because I know the brutality, uh, the brutally oppressive tyranny uh, is smacking many uh, across the face. I just want to say that I believe this Lent, and in fact, the entire 90 days leading up to Pentecost are historically critical. I have been discerning whether uh, being specific about my prayer and fasting plans would cons uh, constitute pride or the real reason, which is inspiring others. But for now, just know that I will be praying as intensely as I ever have with this, uh, with intense mortification for these 90 days, as you know, the enemy is in full-on temper tantrum mode, and we seem to be on the verge of something big. Uh, in the meantime, uh, cowering is being rewarded and br while bravery is being brutalized. Uh, is the coming chastisement imminent? I don't know. I'm not a predict predictor. I just do my best to discern what God is doing, and I do my best to discern what God is calling me or us to do. The devil wants to control us. This, the historic level of communist-like fear-mongering continues to surprise and shock me, as I'm sure it is shocking for you as well. Please join me during these 90 days. I love you all so much, uh, enough that I can't sit by and allow the brutal oppression to continue in our church and in our land. It all begins with serious prayer. 
And then I, I put a link to, um, and you can go to usgraceforce.com to find uh, you know, what we're going to be doing and everything. And then also join US Grace Force. You can find a link uh, at usgraceforce.com. You just press on that. And it's just ask your name and email and you'll get um, spiritual uh, formation. And you'll also uh, get uh, to be included in these uh, prayer campaigns that we have uh, two or three a year. Anyways, so um, prayer and fasting or serious prayer. You know, the, the, again, I, I, I believe God is a perfect father. And a good dads, don't just let the kids treat you like a candy machine, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. The yeah. father disciplines those that he loves. Yeah. Some yeah. though he was. Yep, know. yep. Because what is he doing? He's trying to he's trying to to get us to strive, to work harder, you know, to to be the best version of ourselves we can possibly be. And so uh, I always picture him like that perfect dad, you know, uh, you'll pray and, he, and he's like, um, I'm not hearing you yet, you know, <laughs> and then and then you go, please, God, here, I'm going to fast for a day. Okay, I'm starting to hear you. I just think that's a good dad. I think that's a great dad that's, you know, I love you enough to train you, form you to be a striver, to be a striver and to be the best version of yourself we could be. So, Dan, um, we're going into this again. It's uh, February 27th, Monday, uh, and we're going to go 90 days right up to Pentecost. And I want to, I want a Holy Spirit revival. I, I want to join together with my uh, Protestant brothers and sisters too, or, or whoever. We need a Holy Spirit revival because the enemy is feeling like this is his time. I always think of the Battle of Lepanto. The Ottoman Turks were coming in because we were so weak and divided that they said, "Let's deal that last blow." I kind of feel like we're there right now. That that and and we're just we're getting beat up, and they're and they're pushing this horrible evil on us and just saying, Oh, just sit down and shut up. It's a new normal. And I just feel like, I feel it beginning with the spiritual leaders. We need to shout. We need to be clear um, that no, no, this is not the will of God. We can't do that. So anyways, all that said means we're being oppressed. It's a tyranny right now. And so um, can you give us a, a little insight? What do you think about the whole idea of prayer and fasting? as a way to make your prayer more powerful. What do you think, Dan? No, absolutely, Father. You're spot on. Um, you know, we, we, we need to understand that we fight an ancient enemy, an ancient enemy. And so the ancient weapons are best. The primitive weapons of the Catholic Church is what we need. And part of that is prayer, Catholic prayer, meditation, the liturgy, the divine office, and also fasting. St. Faustina, if you recall, um, said... Uh, in one of her writings, she said, if the devil could, if, I'm sorry, if the angel could envy us, if the angel was capable of envy, she said, the angel, the guardian angel, or the angel would envy man for two things. One is our ability to receive communion, to receive the Holy Eucharist, right? Body, blood, soul, divinity, to receive God bodily. They would envy that. And the second thing most people don't like to hear, uh, they, they would envy our ability to suffer, our ability to, to in, through, through our own bodies in our flesh, to mortify and offer our bodies up, as St. Saint, Saint, uh, Saint Paul yes. says in Romans 12, a living sacrifice. Do not conform yourself to this age, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, right? So you know what is good and holy and pleasing and perfect, 
but also offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. Yeah. These are the ancient weapons. These are the ancient weapons we use. I often will have, you know, exorcists will call and consult on cases. And one called me not, not, not long ago and said, I've got this one guy and he did this one ritual, right? Uh, and he said, and, and, and it's just stuck. And a guy doesn't want to do the Libra Cristo protocol, this particular exorcist. He's kind of looking for that magic bullet, man. He wants to, he wants to, to try to knock this demon out with one punch. And I said, I don't know, Father, I'm listening to you. Um, the guy did some pretty spooky stuff. He's in a mess. Um, sounds to me like there's, there's going to have to be a lot of fasting because Jesus himself said this pipe only comes out through prayer and fasting. He right. says, he said, Dan, I'm, I'm, I'm fasting so much. I'm losing weight. My clothes are, my vestments are hanging off me. And I said, father, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the guy. Yeah, you need to fast. Of course you need to fast. But this guy needs to put his body to work. He needs to weaponize his body. He used his body. The, 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 the fathers say that, that when Adam sinned through the body, now atonement will have to come through the body as well. Our suffering right. now, this enabled or this, this opened the pathway to human suffering. And so it's mortifying and purifying the soul through the body. This isn't Pelagianism. This is Catholicism. We've lost it in our modern Protestantized church, our modern Protestantized understanding of the human person. We understand who we are as hylomorphic, body-soul composites. We offer ourselves as a living sacrifice. We offer our suffering when united with the suffering of Jesus Christ now becomes redemptive. This is why St. Paul counters the words of Christ when Christ says, it is finished. What does St. Paul say? I make up what is lacking in Christ's suffering. And in my body, I fill up what is lacking in the suffering of his body, the church. Yeah. And elsewhere, St. Paul says, for you it is appointed not only to believe, but to suffer, right? This isn't that, oh, we're horrible people. No, you offer yourselves all the smallest little offerings throughout your day, mortifying little things, becoming holy, right? Holiness in thought, word, and deed. And it's not going to come just because you read the Bible. It's great. Do the Bible in a year. That's a great program. A lot of people are finding the Lord through that program. They're coming back to their faith. But you've got to engage bodily as well. We are embodied. Catholicism is an embodied Christianity in an ancient way. Dan, I'm curious. When it comes to um, you talk about um, the the um, comment that you made at the very beginning, I just know some of the audience probably caught this. You talk about phone calls, uh, people struggling with demons, and people you said climbing up the walls. Okay, do you mean that literally? Oh yeah, yeah. Climb up the walls, sliding across the floor. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. And the so only reason to bring this, that. I mean, I know people are intrigued by that because it's such a just unbelievable phenomenon. It seems out there. It, just if you could speak for just a minute on it, because it does speak to the gravity of the problem that this sort of thing can happen. Because I do think you know when Father, I, Father is so on, on fire for this stuff. And I, and I, I join him in, in just this need. We've got to take back ground. We've got to get out to souls. You know, Dan, you need to come out of your shell and get a little more excited about this. Cause you do seem a little reserved <laughs> at times on this. But, I, I do. I do tend yeah. to be a little laid back. Yeah, so my yeah, apologies for my demeanor. Yeah, <laughs> it's just your personality. I guess. Yeah, right. I don't know. Dr. Yeah, it, it, it's just, it's just growing up in the South end of Columbus, Ohio, uh, uh, cutting your teeth as an early age, uh, as a fighter and, and going into the military and, and, uh, and, and sitting at the feet in the military as, as, as well as uh, here in, in the church, uh, at sitting at the feet of great, great priests and, and learning from some of the greatest like Father Ripperger and, and working with Father Heilman. Um, you know, you, the, 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 what, what you and I and, and what we kind of 
uh, walk and talk is is considered toxic in today's culture. Right. We're afraid of masculinity, yeah. right? Yeah. We're afraid of it. Um, yeah. We're afraid of the ramifications of it. It's a difficult yeah. thing. Brad Pitt um, recently had an, some sort of Hollywood award ceremony in Germany, and he shows up wearing a skirt and says, the, the, the masculinity of my father's generation and Clint Eastwood and, and the generation of men, it's exhausting. It's too tiring. I don't want to do it. But And so you, you just do whatever you want to do, right? That's the satanic call of the day. You be you, right? Yep. You be you. No, what thou wilt. You, be, you be Christ. Yeah. You be Christ, yeah. you know? And that, that's where we're at. And the opposite, the Luciferian inversion of that is whatever I say, do what thou wilt, right, Father? Do what you wilt, Whatever you yep. think is best, you're your own magisterium, you're yep. your own uh, moral theologian, whatever feels right, do it. That's wrong. And this, these are the things that open the door up to the evil one. We're living yep. immersed in Egyptian. We all speak a little bit of Egyptian from living yep. in the, slave, the, the slavery and yep. the oppression that we're living in now. Right. I'm, what we're calling for is a return to the Catholic tradition, returning right. to tradition, prayer, fasting, uh, uh, liturgical seasons, mm. tapping into the mystical body right? Praying, invoking the saints, your guardian angel, right? Yeah. Doing all these things, returning back to the ancient weapons because we're fighting an ancient an ancient enemy. And he's coming out full force right now. I mean, he's, he, he is lined up like we haven't seen in, in, in centuries. Well, and I think, I think one of the biggest examples of that, strongest examples is just the insanity of the whole self-identifying with your, your own gender. Or if you want to identify as a cat, talk about embodying unbelievable thy own will be done right. i can pick my own gender i can pick my own species now now i'm an animal now i'm a i'm, right. I'm a cat you know i mean th th this is just this has got to be um a heyday going on for the diabolical yeah. that that they're getting away with this and uh, common sense is completely thrown out the window yeah i'm a 29 year old monsignor i saw <laughs> yeah. 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 so yeah I'm so I'm identifying as a full head of hair, by the way. Everybody. <laughs> nice. Okay. All right. I just nice. want you to know I, that. I can slam dunk. I identify with nice. somebody who can dunk, nice. right? Yeah, I can. I have hey, a six-inch vertical. Uh, yeah. uh, but while we're still early in the in the tonight show, I wanted to um, uh, just fill in the blanks a little bit about what this 90 days is all about. So I, I do recommend you can all you can use your own notebook and pen. But I put the, I did put this together. It's got all the prayers in there and also. A, pl a place for you to uh, check off if you've you've done the protocol that day, as well as a, a place to write, you know, what do you want to say to God? What do you feel he's trying to say to your heart right now? Uh, so I'm really, I really like this. And peace through strength actually comes from, uh, we maintain the peace through our strength. Weakness only invites aggression. You know, we open up those port portals to our weakness. We want to be strong, but we want to be strong and united, right? And that's why getting tens of thousands of people together in prayer matters it really does matter uh we did a 90 days to, uh we did uh, uh 90 days for life um and uh, in 2018 and only a few weeks after we were done was when that uh seat opened for the supreme court and uh, kavanaugh was made uh was appointed and then not too long after that amy coney barrett and then on my birthday this last year because <laughs> uh, i gotta write the birthday in um that we, Roe v. Wade went down. Oh, so wait, was that father? Was that on your birthday? It was. It was. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember you bringing that up in yeah. past episodes of this podcast. So we're going to give you some good uh, spiritual reading that has to do directly with what we're talking about here. And in the first forty days, okay, we're going to be using the book that um, 
my friends, uh, Father Bill Peckman and Father Altman, okay, uh, wrote together. And uh, this thing is amazing, not just because I'm one of the authors, but it really is. It's uh, Let Freedom Ring, a 40-day tactical training for freedom from the devil. <clears throat> so that's what we want to do. We want to, uh, you know, we, we, want to, we want to come up against our oppressors, but we have to know, and you know this more than anybody, Dan, that we have to know what our enemy's up with, okay? Reconnaissance, right? We recon. We have to know what our enemy's doing so that we can we can avoid those things. This thing is just, just amazing. And then the last um, 40 days, uh, of, or almost the last, but the 40 of the last 50 days, uh, we'll be taking segments from this book that I wrote. This is my first book I wrote, Field, uh, Church Militant Field Manual, Special Forces Training for the Life of Christ. So uh, th there'll be just, you know, just a few paragraphs of, of uh, every day for people to to chew on. And uh, so we want to be, we want to know what the devil's up to. And then we want to know how we could be as strong as we can be. So that's going on. And then Doug is going to be leading everyone, if they choose, in a rosary every day, which I'm very excited about. And we'll post that on the daily emails. Again, you can get on the email list by joining the Grace Force at usgraceforce.com. Uh, so, uh, but the question, the big question I want to ask you, Dan, is we talk about mortification, right? And that's morte, you know, death, dying to yourself. Isn't it true that, you know, a lot of times when we, when you think of mortification, you'll get a lot of people push back. Oh, it's not really healthy for me. It's a, I don't know, you know, you know just got to be because you know, my health. No, it's healthy. Go for a walk, right? Or, you know, that's, uh, yeah. and if you're able to, you know, uh, do jumping jacks or, but, but physical training, wouldn't you say is one of the best, if not the best way to do mortification. And, and that's getting your body physically strong as well. And then now we know fasting, the science is caught up with God, the all kinds of science is pouring in about yeah. it actually regenerates your cells. I mean, you get youthful. Mm -hmm. um, it it yeah. can actually fight cancer. Uh <laughs> And God has has proposed fasting for you know for all of salvation history, and all of a sudden the the, the science got to trust the science, uh, right. yeah, is is caught up with it. So can you talk a little bit about the, you know is that true that that mortification and, fa and fasting is part of mortification, but mortification it's it could be healthy for people, correct? Absolutely, not just physically. Um, the physical is sometimes the easier part. Right. It's mortifying, it's mortifying the will. It's exactly. So you're not craving, right? Right. I, I go by, I drive by a Culver's and I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll be weak. And I do this like once or twice a year, but I'll get, I'll get uh, the flavor of the day. Right. And, and then all of a sudden I got to go tomorrow, you know, right? right. Because I've gotten that into me and, uh, and I got to get it out. And so yeah. mortifying or going without, uh, is a way to to still the control that that oppression of addiction has in us, right? Go ahead, Dan. Yeah, yeah. Like like you said in your last email blast, it takes what twenty one days to 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 to, uh, to develop a, a habit, habit, right? And, and then and, ninety and, days to get it ingrained, right? That's right. that's that's roughly Lent into Pentecost. Into Pentecost, so you yep. you want to have a renewal. Right, the renew. You want to renew the Holy Spirit in your life. You want to renew the Holy Spirit in your home and your family, and your vocation. This is this is the first step. Again, we don't just sit back and say, "Make me feel good." 
right? We, right. We, 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 we mortify. And part of that is I, I read recently, Tan's that's got a so quote. true, Dan, we yeah. do that. Yeah. God, make me feel good. Well, no. right. As soon as God doesn't make nowhere in the tradition of the church is how we feel our emotions, any indication whatsoever of our relationship with God. Yeah. Nowhere. That stuff he gives, he gives candy to the beginners. Right. Early in my conversion, I had all sorts of stuff, right? Yep. Because that's what God does because we're weak. But right. now he wants us to love him, just to love him for his own sake, exactly. not because of what he brings to us. And so yep. too often we go from prayer group to priest. To not church. because we're getting dopamine from it. Right, because we get a little spiritual dopamine. We, right. we, we get this emotional zing. And once the emotional zing is gone, either we look somewhere else or we think, well, I guess God doesn't love me anymore. No, he loves you too much to keep you where you are. He wants to raise you to where he is. He wants right. to draw you up. And there's no getting there without the cross. Right, but but we still, through the power of the Holy Spirit, receive the fruit, or I like to call the evidence of the Holy Spirit, because all of a sudden, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, self-control. Right. I know I'm missing one in there. But you're, you're just, you're, you're compelled. Or I like to say, too, I go back to the scripture passage where Jesus said, you know, uh, Come to me, all you who are weary and find life burdensome, right. and you'll find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden light. Are you kidding me? Tear up your cross, sacrifice? No, when you're in love, it's like, this is awesome. I lifted weights this morning, and I, 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 I'm putting prayer on it, you know? Yeah. And I can't wait to go lift weights, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. But, but also that I'm... I feel I'm doing it for more reasons than my own selfish reasons. I'm, I'm doing it so I remain healthy in ministry, but I'm doing it. I, I believe to please God. I, it's an act of mortification for me to do that. And, and, you know, and I'm hopefully inspiring others to, to get up from the couch and, and, and get more active. Yeah. Makes sense. Well, in addition to that too, when it comes to the working out part as an example, because it kind of plays in everything else we're talking about here, you know, um, when I'm working out, I mean, at 58 years old now, I'm working out because I want to honor God. I want to make my, my temple, the Holy Spirit, take care of the temple, of the Holy Spirit, right. um, psychologically, emotionally, physically, you feel better, all of that. But even when you don't feel great, you know, and you're not looking in the mirror going, oh, check out the guns, everything's looking, you get past that and you realize I'm doing this because I've developed a good habit. I know there's a good investment to it right. down the road even, and I do it because I want to get outside myself and do it because it's a temple of the Holy Spirit. I want to take care of that. But I'm thinking of other people. I'm thinking of my kids and grandkids down the road. When I'm 70, 80, 90, God willing, I live that long. I want to be able to be the best version of me for them even then. So again, it's the mindset. I think maybe, Father, if I got some of what you were saying here is to get out of ourselves when it comes to, to this and look at other reasons, doing it for God, doing it exactly. as a sacrifice for other people. And when I sacrifice and work out right now or eat good or develop a better prayer life, whatever virtuous thing I'm trying to develop in my life, when I'm doing it for the sake of others, not just for my sake, it helps me invest in a sacrificial attitude towards other people yep. for the sake of, of benefiting them as well. Dan... Does that make sense? Am I on target? Or tell me, Dr. Dan. Listen, the applause, once again, you can hear it. Tell me, Dr. Yeah, Dan. It is Dan. Applause. Yeah, yeah. The canned applause. <laughs> yeah. Does that make yeah. sense? Getting Spot out of on. ourselves and doing it for Let's test it against tradition. 
let's test it against the tradition of the church. Just last week, we celebrated the feast day of St. Claude de Colombier, spiritual director of the Blessed Mar uh, uh, St. Margaret Mary Alacoque, right? The visionary of the, of the sacred heart of Jesus, right? And he's got a great book, uh, a small little treatise. You can get it from 10 books. It's called Trustful Surrender to Divine Providence. Trustful Surrender to Divine Providence. It's a small little booklet. Most Catholics that are listening to this podcast, they have it in their bookshelf. They read it 15 years ago. Pick it up for Ash Wednesday. Pick it up for this Lent. And when you look at it, it says the word surrender, surrender, but the whole time it's talking about conformity, conforming the will, because you can surrender your will. You know, I remember, you know, being, being at, at, at in a basic training or ranger school or flight school, and, and, you, and I'm just like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'll surrender my will because you outrank me. I'm not going to like it. When I get back to the barracks, I'm going to bash you with all my with all my other fellow soldiers. I'm going to surrender my will. That's not conformity. The Blessed Mother, complete conformity, doing the will of God because God wills it. And our will, we're so stubborn. All of us, we're born stubborn, right? What are the first words of, a, of an infant? The child, me, mine, mine. No. Right. Fine. I mean, yeah. you can't, it's, it's, it's part of our fallen nature. So to, to so this book by, by St. Claude de Colombier, you're conforming yourself to the will of God. It isn't just the big, huge things. What does St. Therese teach us? It's in the little things where there's sanctity, mm. the little teeny things. Think about this. A 15 year old girl who was homeschooled, rather easy life, enters Carmel at age 15. She dies at age 23. And, and within her lifetime, she's made, within the lifetime of those that lived around her, I think, more or less within 50 to 100 years, she was made not only a saint, but a doctor of the church and co-patroness of foreign missions with St. Uh, uh, um, Ignatius Loyola. I mean, uh, uh, unbelievable. Why? Because the, and she never left Carmel. She was a homeschooled girl, went into Carmel for seven or eight years, and is a doctor of the church and a co-patron of foreign missions. Because the power of conforming your will in the littlest of things, yes. when the other sister was mean to her <clears throat> at her deathbed, she said, I was always so mean to me, but why did you always love me? You would love me anyway. Standing next to the sister in choir that had a terrible voice. One of the sisters was mean to her, and she put her hairpin in, and it went into her scalp, and it really was stuck in her scalp and she left it there the whole day those are the little things and accepting all the things that come throughout our day accepting these from the hand of god as a way to purify us and i will say this with a caveat do as i say and not as i do this is hard this is deep water catholicism this is not an easy this is not an easy path to walk but this is the path to sanctity and it begins as you say father with just setting a course on it and say i'm going to do this i'm going to do this yeah Hey Dan, why why is collective prayer joining with others in prayer? Why does that matter? What what, what do you think God is? You know, is uh, uh, in the military, I'll give you a military. <clears throat> yeah, uh, we would have overlapping lanes of fire, right? So you would have this this machine gun would shoot at this angle, this one would shoot at this angle, and they would overlap. They would overlapping lanes of fire to cover and put lead on everywhere in the battlefield, right? Right. And so the same thing when we pray, we're constantly, we're offering ourselves up, not just individually. This is why the Blessed Mother told St. Dominic, it's more meritorious to pray uh, as, it's more to pray publicly as a group. It's, it, it's because now you're engaging more members of the, of the mystical body and the church militant. So it's like the plus P round that adds a little extra kick to our prayer when we're praying it together and yeah. we're praying with other, with other Catholics. 
Yeah. Now, recently, this has been going on. Father, you were talking about, you know, the need for a revival of the Holy Spirit. And yes. time we record this, we've been seeing in the news this Asbury, Asbury, I don't know where I, I'm going to get this wrong. It's a college, right? And they've had this, this ongoing, yes. like 24 hours, you know, day after day after day. And I think they finally just That's been I, nonstop, like for 10 or 12 days. Yeah. And people are coming from other states to this place. Yeah, and, and there's and, this line like a mile long to, to yeah. get in. Yeah. So something is happening and it, and it, it all seems to center around the idea of or the, the, the reality of the need to deepen the prayer and the worship and so forth. Um, and so, our, you know, our Protestant brothers and sisters are, 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 are taking hold of this. Catholics are going to it as well. It's been on, I know Fox News has covered it and, and some other stations probably have, I'm sure other stations have not intentionally covered it because it has to do with prayer. But there is some sort of a revival movement of the Holy Spirit in the heart. Dan, can you address the reality a little bit here that, that when the heart opens even a little, what can the Holy Spirit, what can the Blessed Mother, what can St. Joseph, what can our guardian angels do when an individual just even a little bit cracks that door open and of their own free will, because we've talked a lot about we have to train the will. The will has to cooperate with God's grace. You have to say, I will actionably cooperate with prayer from the heart, fasting, mortification, works of charity, and so forth, um, fulfilling my duty better in my day-to-day -day life and, and such. But Dan, about uh, you, you've been in the thick of the battle with regards to spiritual battle, deliverance, exorcisms, and so forth. When an individual opens their heart, even a little, because I, I want even parents to have hope out there. If your kid or your spouse, someone's struggling, if they open their heart just a little, what can the Holy Spirit do? What would the Blessed Mother do? What can the guardian angels do at a moment like that? Yeah, because th that, that's what the demon tries to get us to do, to think there's no hope, right? There's no hope at all, that you just need to give up. You're, you're, you're beyond help. God can't save you. This is why we don't rush people to prayer, because the minute you rush somebody to prayer and, and their will isn't there, you rush them to prayer, um, suddenly the demon walks in right after that and says, see, even, even God can't help you. So give up kill yourself. It's over, right? And so we, we even see in the exorcist community, priests making the mistake of praying for people because I think we need to strengthen their will. So let's pray over them so that we can strengthen the person's will. But the person philosophically, Father, you remember this from your studies, we are sui juris. We are our own uh, 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 judge, right? We are, we, are, we are our own free person. Our free will is sovereign. The most powerful force in creation isn't the, necessarily, by caveat, isn't the will of God, but the will of man. Because we can override God's will. He respects human freedom so much, yes. right? And, and, and he respects our freedom. He lets us live the, by our choices. And so, so part of the will is showing it through, we, through our love. And yeah. so part of offering ourselves... Uh, um, this is part of Lent because we just came out of the, 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 the Advent season in this lull period. And now what happened to our bodies during Advent, you gain weight, you get lazy, you get soft, you go to parties, suddenly you got to have dessert, you're eating more meals. We're getting fat and we're getting lazy. And same thing is happening to our souls. So the church in her wisdom says it's time to do a reset. It's time yep. to reset and refocus ourselves on our redemption, on Christ on what he's done. In the first six weeks, if you look at Lent, the first six weeks are focusing on our own sinfulness. And the last week it shifts and it starts focusing on the power of the cross, the power of the cross. You're so right, Dan. I, you know, I think of the will 
And sometimes I half jokingly say, I wish he didn't give that to me in my, my free will. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah. you know, we make bad choices, but you have to have it because God could have made what are in essence robots that automatically, yes, God, yes, God, yes, God. But if, if, if you're, if you're going to make it love, really love, love requires a choice to say, I love you, you know, instead of a robot where you push a button and say, I love you. I love you. You see what I'm saying? So it's all about love. God loves us more than we'll ever imagine. And he's, and he has let us be free to love him or not. Okay. And so, and, and I always say too, that, that I love the falling in love when it, when I see it in people, you know, that it, some will call it a conversion experience or whatever, but I call it awe and wonder. You know, I, I, I preach ad nauseum about this, but you know, just when you go head over heels in love with God, he's your everything. And all you want to do is please him. And you're afraid of ever offending him, which is what fear of the Lord means. So, and, and Pope Gregory the Great ordered the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And he put that one first. He said, you're not going to get two through seven unless you get one first. And that's a falling in love. Your will has, has said, I'm deciding now that God is first in my life and everything that I do, everything that I say, every, every decision I make is about, is this going to please you, God? Because I really want it to please you. And, and so that's, to me, what the will is really all about. And you're right. During this Lenten period, we got soft. We got weak uh, prior to Lent. This is our time to, to get back in great relationship with God to the best of our ability. And that's why we're taking these 90 days all the way up to Pentecost, where boom, at Pentecost, we receive the fire of the Holy Spirit. We receive all the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But I think we need that period of time to get back in right relationship with God. Does that make sense, Dan? Yeah, absolutely. We've lost the concept, Father, of love. Yes. We, we allow the modern society and culture to say love is lust. Love right. is a feeling. Right. Yes. Even, even Boston knew Love better. Love is the remember, stuff I remember get. Remember Boston? More than a feeling, right? Well, yeah, more, than, more a than a feeling. feeling. Love is a verb. Right. Yeah. And, 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 and love, true Christian love. And we've lost this concept invocation, whether it's priestly or, or monastic or, or, or in the married life. It's the word sacrificial. Right. That the true Christian love sacrificial. is to make holy. It isn't the sugary Jesus. There was no sugary Jesus. Right. Jesus was a man. Jesus yep. was a man's man. He drew thousands to him because of his masculine, his masculine nature. And how I don't know. That sounds a little toxic to me. It sounds completely toxic. <laughs> yeah, we, should have a, we should, should have a, a siren going off right now. Toxic yeah. alert siren or something. <laughs> right. But you know toxic what? Alert what, what does St. Paul says here? You know, we, we hear a lot about the imposition of right order and return to right order, right? And, and relationships and women and, and wives who should be subordinate to their husbands, right? And, and we all panic about that in the modern world, right? It just means being ordered under, being rightly ordered. But what does it tell husbands in that same section of Ephesians? Love your wives as Christ loved the church. Okay, he loved the church. Handing himself over for her. This is sacrificial love, surrendering yourself for your spouse, father, surrendering yourself for your parishioners, your bride, offering yourself as a living sacrifice for your bride, your parish, 
us, our husbands, husbands, our wives, our wives offer themselves up for us and us together for our children. And, and Doug mentioned uh, um, never giving up hope when one of your children strays because rebellion is visiting in this modern age, this age of diabolic disorientation. Rebellion is visiting every house, every household, every family. And we must continue to drive forward. We must continue to never, ever quit and give up on, on, on those in our family construct who are straying yep. away from faith. Dan, okay, so when you're talking about that step, that first step, um, you, you can't force someone, of course, their heart, their will has to cooperate with this. Um, the Libra Cristo program, your book that you that's coming out this summer, father's uh, book, everything. There's a lot directed here at getting that initial start going. What advice do you have for people who might be struggling? Because I, I just, I know there are people out there. I've been there myself at times where I just don't have that something inside that says, yeah, I, I, I you know, I, I want to love God, but I really, I don't know that I care to. And I remember priest telling me years ago, 30 years ago, don't forget, you know, when you, when you pray, tell God, you know, Lord, I, I'm struggling loving you. Then ask him for the grace to want to love you. Yeah. You know, God, give me the grace to want to love you. Give me the grace right. to understand what wanting to love you means. Right. Yeah. Can you talk a little yeah. about that? Because we're talking about right, really at that basic level where, I mean, we're all built for God, just like we're all built to be hydrated. And if we're not hydrated, we'll, we'll die from dehydration within a matter of a few days if we don't get enough water. And it's a, it's a brutal death. And everybody on the planet, no matter who you think you are, you need fluids or you're going to be in serious health problem. Right. But spiritually, it's the same. We're built for God. But there are people who their, their mind, their heart is very far from even thinking that they want to be close to God. What advice do you have there? Or is it just a matter of, well, sometimes we have to wait and we know that God will shake us up. You know, he will send comets. And by the way, for the audience out there, yep. we did have a meteor over the weekend, about a thousand pounds estimated, mm -hmm. hit southern Texas down by McAllen. They say a sonic boom as it hit the atmosphere, about a thousand pound estimated half a ton size comet, meteor, one and the same, hit the atmosphere, broke up into pieces, but it did land in southern Texas. And Kansas over the weekend saw a swarm of meteors in space. So I'm just pointing that out that the comets, yeah. you know, hey, the comets. Yeah. So yeah, God I'm in the comet club now. I'm I'm in. <laughs> I got my coming. I got my membership card and everything. <laughs> you should make t-shirts. Join the <laughs> comet club. The comet club. But Dan, so sometimes God does shake us up. We know that the Blessed Mother has warned us and tells us that you know chastisements have to do with, you know, we, we got to put a little, you know. Yeah defib paddle on the chest to get that heart going again but can you talk a little bit about the the, the beginning steps because you've seen it happen with a lot of the spiritual work uh, spiritual you know diabolical battles you've been in the thick of yeah there's always there's always a, a line that the person won't cross and we see it in every case i'll do this but i won't do that you know um whether usually it's some deviant behavior that they're progressing towards something really bad and they and they have this peak of conscience and they'll go, I can't live this way anymore. I'm not going to live this way anymore. And, I, and that's when they reach out to the church, show up at the diocese, show up at the, at the parish, uh, you know, reaching out for help because they've reached this point of absurdity. Remember that the demon militates to absurdity and he drives people. And so we see these absurdities, things that people wake up in the peak of conscience. 
And it's that light, that illumination of, of this peak of their Catholic conscience. So parents, it's good to pray. May the Lord illuminate my child. May they, may they peak their conscience of their well-formed Catholic uh, faith. May their Catholic faith be illumined and they desire the truth. May they hunger and thirst for the Holy Eucharist. May they, may they, may they desire purity above all things. We have to stop telling God what to do. He knows what to do. He wants us to surrender and conform ourselves to his will and, and offer our own sufferings up for that child. Another prayer, the light of Christ, it'll, it's, it'll be in the book too. May the light of Christ be upon my son or my daughter or my brother, my sister, my mom, my dad, my wife, my husband, that they see themselves as the heavenly father sees them and I see them as the father sees them. You're now redirecting the whole construct of prayer. You're not just saying, you know, uh, God, do this, fix this. So I don't live in the shame of this or that. So I don't have to be divorced, fix my husband or whatever. Offer yourselves up. Uh, you know, another great prayer, we put it in the book, the judo prayer. This is written by Kyle Clement. It's we call it the judo prayer because, you know, judo uses your opponent's uh, 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 forces against him. And so it goes like this, Lord, I'm suffering X, right? Back pain, shame, I can't sleep, uh, uh, whatever, um, ridicule, whatever, um, knee pain, uh, irritability, whatever. If this is from you, this, if this is not from you and is diabolic in its origin, I ask you to send it back to its source with a tenfold blessing. But if you want me to carry this cross, I willfully accept it. I ask you for the grace to carry it, and I offer it up for the conversion of my husband, that my husband will would turn, but he would turn himself towards you. Offer up, these are the little things. When little things come along, doing that judo prayer trains your quick thinking to stop feeling sorry for yourself, to get outside of yourself, and then to engage in spiritual combat. This uses the enemy's approach against you as he bum rushes you, right? This is what judo guys do. These are the worst guys in the world that you ever want to get into a fight with. The rest, the American wrestlers and the judo guys, because they know how to use your force against you. And so the the enemies. This is this is the kind of prayer that we need to start to start doing um, when we start encountering. This combines how we started at the beginning of the show, uh, um, how to how to offer our bodies a living sacrifice in a practical way, how to apply it, how to apply it into the mystical body. Or or I offer this for the intention of the Blessed Mother. You know where to put this intention. I offer this little inconvenience for you, Blessed Mother, that you apply this. You are the treasurer of the treasury of merit in the, in, in the mystical body. Apply it where you want it to do. If we're consecrated to the Virgin Mary, that should be our prayer anyway. You know, I, I got to say real quick, Father, before, before you jump back in there, what you're saying, and we've done a number of shows on these types of topics and this approach, but what you're saying, and, and Father, what you've said this is the sort of thing that I think every single one of us could be reminded of every single day throughout the day. It's yeah. so easy to forget to take these little moments of this and that and, and, and flip it and turn it. And like you said, the Judah prayer or, or how to surrender and detach and, and, and conform, let God, you know, conform the will. I just think if the audience is out there listening right now, you may have heard this a hundred times. We could hear it a hundred times again and again and still benefit from it. So thank you, Dan, for going down that, that kind of litany there of the things that we, we could and should do when it comes to that. Yeah, we, we tend to think there has to be this great, huge thing, right? They need a hair shirt. You need, you need to do, you know, yeah. self-flagellation, self self right? You know yeah. what? You're not a nun. I, I, know, I know religious, I know nuns that do that, okay? That's not your vocation. You're a married man or you're a married woman. It's a lot harder. You might have married your hair shirt, right? 
You know, that might be your, your cross might be the man you married, right? right? Your cross might be the child that strained from the church, pick it up, embrace it. You know what I'm thinking about when I, when I hear you is uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was at the VA hospital and Mm -hmm. I walked in and there were veterans all over the place. I don't know why they were congregating down by the lobby at that particular moment, but my heart just started pounding. I mean, I'm, I'm among heroes. I, and I look back to nine 11 and I saw how the recruitment stations were flooded. It's, it's unbelievable. See, that's really what we're talking about here is somehow some way that gets in people's hearts. And I'm seeing people now that want to join this 90 days along with everybody else in the grace force. We're up to like, you know, pushing 80,000 in the grace force right now. But uh, to me, it's heroic that I am going to upset my apple cart. I'm going to get out of the, the, uh, the, the comfortable routine of my day to incorporate a disciplined prayer life. I'm going to uh, reach out to God. I call it begging mode. When you morti- when you do mortification along with your prayer, you're basically saying, see God, see, I'm serious, see, you know, and, 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 and to do it with joy. You know, the, when those recruiting stations were full up um, after 9-11, I could I, I could imagine what was going on in in their hearts as they were there. This is what I was created for in this moment. They felt that, and I I don't know, Dan. I just feel like that's the place where we're at right now. Is God is calling for champions? He's calling for heroes yeah. to stand up and 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 to take back to reclaim the surrendered ground from these oppressors that have just had free reign all along you can you comment on that dan no absolutely i think this, this is where we're at we're taking back uh not just souls those who work in the in the, in the ministry of deliverance and exorcism taking back cultures taking back cities taking taking back the cosmos through prayer taking yes. it back in a catholic in a catholic response to evil not wringing our hands not not but 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 being men and women of action you know yes. remember uh pope benedict in Verbum domini he gives a little riff on 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 lexio divina and he adds a fifth element right and that fifth element of the, the four stages of lexio divina he adds a fifth of action axio action and, and action isn't just going out and working the soup kitchen if god calls you to that do it but action starting interiorly what do i need to put into practice yeah. to get closer to god to live how more can i god better god? treat my wife and kids you know right yeah, yeah. right how, how, how come you treat people strange at the grocery store better yeah. than you treat your own spouse yeah right so I, w- I wanted to, to, to read something if you, if you, if we have time, we have plenty of time, uh, but this might be a good way for us to conclude. Uh, go ahead. Okay. So yeah. we, we were talking about uh, um, what is, what's it going to take, right? The endurance of prayer. Um, there's a, uh, uh, I just, I stumbled upon this, this speech a couple of weeks ago on the internet. Um, I don't know how I stumbled upon it, but um, this is a speech given back in 1985 and 1986 by, by Lieutenant Colonel Leonard B. Scott, who, was, who, who wrote a famous book and wrote several books. Called, one of those books called Charlie Mike. And you've heard me use the phrase Charlie Mike, continue yeah. tomorrow. He was a second lieutenant ranger in Vietnam. And he was our commander when I showed up at airborne school. And, and, and actually back then, now it's illegal in today's army, but they would give blood wings where you would take your, your wings and they would put them on your chest. And then 
whoever gave you your wings when you graduated would punch them into your chest and it left two little prick marks. It wasn't anything vicious. But now, by the way, it's, it's, it, I, get, I went and pinned wings on a friend of mine's son a couple of years ago. And we were told if you, if you put blood wings, you will be escorted off a of post. Okay. So anyway, so that was the army that I was in and the army today. So, uh, um, so Colonel, Lieutenant Colonel uh, uh, Leonard B. Spot, Scott gives me blood wings, right? But this was a speech he gave three weeks prior. We showed up for, for airborne. He said, he starts off and he brings everybody in. This guy had mirrored sunglasses. He was like a reverend, man. This guy was, you knew this guy was real deal. I mean, this guy was real deal, hombre. And so uh, he says, uh, um, he, he, everybody got, got quiet. He says, do anyone, anyone you know with a secret to life, anybody want to know the secret to life? And here's what he said. He said, uh, um, he said, uh, like a reverend giving his homily, Lieutenant Colonel Scott raised his hands and said, because today, right now, I'm going to tell you the whole meaning of everything in your life, everything in this world, everything in the whole dang universe. Everybody was dead quiet, standing around Lieutenant Colonel Scott, like a 20 foot thick human wall on the sides with generous space in between for him to stand. And here's what he said. The secret of life is you got to love it. The secret of being a good paratrooper is to love it. The secret of being a good dang man or woman is that you got to love it. You got to love God. You got to love yourself. And you got to love those around you, he shouted. I was here for the speech, okay? I, I remember. I was a young man. I was like like tingling with excitement. I was like, nice. oh, man, I'm getting taken to school. This is awesome. <laughs> and he said, you're each going to be caught into crap someday. He didn't use crap. And you can't get out of. You have to stand or fight or somehow or the other. And when that day comes, all you have to do is act brave. You can't. You can be as terrified as you want on the inside, but you act brave in the face of what frightens you. And I guarantee you, one day you'll stop acting brave, and that will be part of who you are. And then he said, "And stay up. If the army sends you to some godforsaken part of the world, and there are a few places like that, don't say I hate this. Tell everybody you love it. Tell it. Tell yourself that this is the greatest place you've ever been, and you would rather be here than anywhere else in the face of the earth." There was a dramatic pause, and he added, lie to yourself always and about, about when the going gets tough. Lie like a damn rug, he said. That crappy chow you're eating isn't crappy chow. It's the best T-bone you ever ate. Visualize <laughs> it. Because in the airborne and in life, there's no room for being defeatist. The enemy is everywhere. And very frequently, you will be, uh, be cut off alone and facing great odds. And in life, and especially in the airborne, your job is to beat down the bad guys. We are the good guys if you haven't put that together yet. We come out of the sky when some murderous tyrant uh, takes his shot and oppresses good people, and we destroy that person and their armies. We save yes. people in times and places where we might be lucky to save just ourselves. Every single airborne soldier from private to general is charged with one thing. No matter how hard it gets, Charlie Mike, continue the mission. And so he said the, 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 the continue the mission, the airborne motto was all the way. He says that guys can, if you say we're going to run a three mile run, guys can do three miles. But if you don't tell them how far they're going to run, they get in their head and they break down and they quit. Mm. And so this is why the motto is all the way. How far are we going to go? All the way. As far as it takes, right? So if I pray for three years for my, for my child where he come back into the faith, how long will I pray for him? all the way and so this is this is what he says now i'm going to stop this little speech by asking you one thing and one thing only how far like thunder the airborne trainees breaked in you barked in unison all the way sir oh, this is man. where we need to be as catholics we'll do this for for god for, for man's way. army 
but we do it for God's army yep. all the way, sir. Yeah. That's and how so, far we got to go. Yeah. And, and we're going 90 days. Okay. Up to Pentecost and we're praying for a Pentecost revival. And so we're going, Charlie, Mike, let's continue the mission and let's go all the way. Dan, it was great having you on. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> it's man. always great having you on. And uh, always, so I'm, I'm hoping people are as inspired as I am. I, I just, I, I can't wait to start, you know, so it starts the Monday after Ash Wednesday. And, uh, and, and please, please, please go to usgraceforce.com to, to uh, enlist if you haven't already. And you'll get, uh, the, you'll be a part of the, the prayer. Again, uh, Doug's going to have his daily rosary there, or the video of his daily rosary. I can't wait for that. So all good. Dan, thanks so much. Let's end with a prayer. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. And so we do pray for that Holy Spirit revival in our land. Let's take back, let's reclaim the surrendered ground from our oppressors. And let's pray, God, that you pour out your Holy Spirit like you've never done before uh, as we come to you in prayer. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and enkindle in them the fire of your love. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God bless you, my friend. God bless hey. you, Doug. Thanks. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Father.